Hi, welcome to a very special episode of Talk About the Passion. I'm kidding, there's nothing special about this episode. You see, there are 76 episodes of this podcast, except there isn't. There's 74. There should be 76 episodes, but two of them were taken down for various reasons. I don't really need to get into here at this point. At the end of the day, though, it's really no big deal. With that said, every time I post a new episode and the host client thing I use tells me there are two less than the number I am putting up, it makes my brain do things. So to fix that, I thought I would put together a couple of episodes or just uh, of just me talking. Then we can get back to our regularly scheduled scheduling schedule. So it's 2021 and it's the end of March and already I've released 12 episodes this year so far and plan to stay consistent and get something up every week. So far, so good, and since it's March, I guess I'll call this a quarterly report episode. Yeah, that's it. So I've never had a bad guest on this show or anyone I didn't like talking to, whether it was me doing a one-on-one thing with someone or when I did a a number of episodes with my friends Brian and Guy, uh, where we did more loose conversations about one subject, which was always a a blast, and hopefully we'll do that again someday. Uh, This year has been no exception, starting in January with a bunch in a row of... uh, You know, guys I I didn't really know, but they were all sort of connected and semi-connected through bands and friendships. Uh, After my first episode of the year with Damien Moyal, I got two messages from guys to do the podcast, uh, Rich and Wes, and then uh, Nathaniel Shannon. Shannon, And I set set up something to do in February, and that was great. Uh, One of my, you know, favorite things about doing this is connecting with people I don't know or just know from online or or their music that and then connecting the dots between a number of uh, the guests Uh, Damien and Nathaniel being good friends and then of course uh, Nathaniel set me up with uh, Fred of Dismember which was just insanely fun to talk to him Uh, the other connections uh, came after those episodes when I managed to have uh, Skeeter from Scream uh, on the show so Scream were in our you know one of my favorite bands of all time punk rock and otherwise within punk rock they have to be at least in the top five and and then in general music top 10 for sure you know surrounded by rush and the who or whatever Uh, i still have my copy of still screaming that i bought at newberry comics in you know 1984 or whenever that was it's the second pressing pressing i think uh with the more like flimsy cardboard on a a side note i've been watching a few copies of the first pressing and that heavy stock cardboard which seems to go for around a hundred dollars in uh I, I need one of those, so I don't know why you care to know that, but anyway, my copy with the thinner cardboard is coming apart. The record, you know, pops and a bit when you you turn it on, but it doesn't skip, and, you know, when you drop the needle on, came without a warning, which actually does warn you it's coming with that feedback that fades in, uh, and then explodes into this, you know, stop on a dime, Bad Brains-esque uh, opener, you just, you know, long for that whole situation. Uh, when you listen to every second of the bass playing on this record, you kind of hear what sets them apart from every band at, at that time in D.C. Uh, a, bi- a big theme with a lot of these newer uh, ones, again, was Kiss, as well as skateboarding. Uh, both of these things make perfect sense, especially for the, the age of some of the guests who fell into this category. I skateboarded uh, pretty early on. I remember when we moved back from Massachusetts, uh, to Massachusetts from California in uh, 1980 or so, my brother and I had uh, bigger skateboards. I think they were the uh, Veriflex skateboards. I don't think they had completely caught on here, <clears throat> at least in uh, the little town and a half we lived in. Uh, and, and I do remember this as a true story. 
I had a uh, Van Halen logo shirt on, and the, like the logo from the first album. And I was uh, riding down the sidewalk and on Spring Road in the hunt, and this group of uh, kids surrounded me, similar to uh, you know those kids on The Simpsons when they would catch up with Bart. These kids were gonna take my you know milk money or whatever my money for a bag of Wise potato chips or whatever. Uh, and then this like older kid sort of came in from the back and he said, "Hey man, leave this kid alone. He he likes Van Halen. This kid's got good taste in music." And uh, they let me go, so thank you, uh, Dave, Eddie, Alex, and Michael for that. Uh, my 10, 11-year-old me uh, appreciated that and, and still does to this day. So. And teaching me how to uh, do other things later on in life. Uh, I skateboarded throughout high school, but I, I would never call myself a skater, really. I never rode on ramps or in pools. It was mainly to just get from one side of the town to the other and uh, maybe mess around in the schoolyard or whatever with a, you know, a boombox. Uh, but music was connected to it even on that simple level. You know, what felt better than blazing down, you know, Humphrey Street uh, along the ocean in the summer, blasting Siege in your orange uh, foam headphones, you know. Nothing really. It's sad but true. Not really, but you see what I did there? <clears throat> A few other things uh, happening over here. I've upgraded uh, some of the equipment here, and I'm now hoping to do Zoom recordings as well as phone calls moving forward. Actually, it's funny. I'm talking about... Um, upgrading the equipment here and I'm literally holding this microphone in my hand because I don't have the uh, boom mic that I ordered, uh, mic stand thing that I ordered yet so I'm holding this mic in my hand on a little mic stand uh, so I did, I did my first uh, zoom one last week which was, which was cool, that, that's going to come out next week and uh, when we get back to the normal episodes and that was great, it was with a fellow podcaster uh he does a, a podcast called End on End, who's covering uh, all of the Discord records one by one and sort of Discord adjacent records, you know, like Swizz and, and stuff that wasn't on Discord, uh, but was sort of in that world. And that that, episode, that, that podcast is great. And uh, so him and I talked about a, a bit about that as well as podcasting in general, which I've always kind of wanted to talk to a, a, someone else that does this to sort of see their process and talk about mine and... Uh, yeah, it was cool. He, Brian's a cool guy, and uh, I'm glad to uh, have made that friendship. Uh, we have a lot in common. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's coming out next week. Uh, and with the new equipment, I'm hoping also the sound is uh, noticeably going to get better. Is the, the number one complaint I've heard is the sound on this podcast. And I've felt that, too, sometimes. So I finally think it's turning a corner for the better, though, so hopefully you notice that as well. Uh, the other thing I've been exploring a little uh, is getting a co-host. I've thought this over for a while, and some, you know, some of the podcasts I listen to uh, have two or multiple people on all the time, even the interview-based ones, and uh, I like that energy. Um, me just like talking this much, I've been talking for seven minutes here alone, is, is pretty painful, so to have like another person to talk to would be uh, nice. Uh, and, and I know the main episode, the main idea of episodes here is the conversation with the guest, but it would be cool to have someone else to talk about that artist before, you know, we get into the episode and shoot the shit. Just an idea. I have a few people in mind and I was going to ask, uh, and I think, you know, that will most likely happen is what I'll do is just have multiple people or, or recurring guests or that kind of thing. Uh, if, you know, if you have any ideas of that, you know, what do you think? As always, you know, send me a message on social media or Facebook or Instagram and tell me what you think of, or, or hey, if you're interested in collaborating, let's maybe uh, do that. 
But frankly, me talking this much uh, by myself is too much, so we'll see. Recently, Kevin Seconds of the band Seven Seconds turned 60 years old, and uh, of course, Seven Seconds has been an extremely important band in my life uh, for 40 years almost. And um, so, since this episode is only a few minutes long, uh, I thought I would read this thing I wrote about uh, seeing Seven Seconds in uh, 2014. They played here in Boston. The first time I heard Seven Seconds was in 1983 on the epic compilation fanzine Maximum Rock and Roll released, Not So Quiet on the Western Front. On a record with 47 or so bands, their song, Fuck Your America, stood out with its sing-along chorus and catchy, simple little riff. Like most songs on the record, it was less than a minute long. Aside from some of the bigger bands, uh, like Dead Kennedys, MDC, Crucifix, and a few others, most of the bands in that compilation fell into obscurity, at least in my world. When I came across their 7-inch record, Committed for Life, at Newbury Comics, a few months later, I had found my new favorite hardcore band. Seven songs in eight minutes that encompassed everything I loved about that first song I heard. Where that song was yet another angry political song and a sea of angry political songs, I now had a few more songs to take in and see what they were all about. That 7-inch is pretty much a blueprint for everything I loved about the band and what I always thought the band was about. Positive thinking, some anti-drug lyrics, songs about the scene and tough guys, all themes that would remain in their world for at least a few more releases anyway. When someone lists their top hardcore records of all time and doesn't include the crew, the band's full length from 1984, I have to think they didn't understand hardcore music. When this record came out, everything about it was exactly what I wanted in a hardcore record. The epitome and a building block of the hardcore scene and what it was for many years. Even the album cover with its dark picture of the band on stage, surrounded by fans on stage, would be something bands would use for years. More themes like anti-racism and anti-sexism came out on this record with Colorblind and Not Just Boys Fun, respectively. I spent all of 1984 with my best friend at the time listening to this record. 30 years later, every lyric is still embedded in my brain. They followed the crew with the slick-sounding Walk Together, Rock Together recorded at Inner Ear Studios by Discord's unofficial engineer, Don Ziantara. Or maybe he was the official engineer. This record included their cover of 99 Red Balloons, which became a pretty big hit, at least in the underground hardcore scene, and a live staple for the band. Right around this time is when a good amount of hardcore men started incorporating metal into their sound, something most people, myself included, enthusiastically embraced. When Seven Seconds released New Wind, it was the complete opposite. In between a few faster hardcore songs was a number of slower, melodic, poppy-sounding songs. They still maintained their catchiness, and as I was also growing, the album became one of my favorite albums for years. I felt like I was growing with the band, which is an important thing for any music I love. The album 
even included a song aimed at the said at said bands called uh, I Still Believe. I always thought that song was aimed squarely at the Boston bands that had gone metal, especially with the line they're playing better music with a message aimed at other crowds, and they didn't include a lyric sheet because what they say ain't proud. Uh, there was a, a band from Boston that uh, notably wrote on the back of their record, uh, this album does not include a lyric sheet. Uh, you can probably figure that out. In the midst of... Uh, it's an album that the back cover looks like uh, for those about to rock by ACDC. Uh, in the midst of, of an album of songs about relationships growing older, they also managed to throw in a fuck you to bands who turn their backs on hardcore. That was an amazing point in this band's history. Last night's Boston show, of course, opened with I Still Believe, which doesn't hold the same weight it did at the time it was released, especially in Boston. But if you look at the last line of the song, an empty pedestal and all those heroes, where'd they go? When I find myself a, when I find myself a hero, I'll be sure to let you know. Well, Kevin Seconds is that guy. I haven't really followed the hardcore scene as much as I did 30 years ago, but I still regularly listen to all of the bands I listened to in my formative years. Kevin Seconds, er, in my eyes, is larger than life up there with you know Ian MacKay, Henry Rollins, Keith Morris, Danzig, Jello and all of the other uh, iconic frontmen from American hardcore bands. Kevin is a hero, an icon, and someone who deserves all the respect he gets. He still looks pretty much the same guy I saw live for the first time uh, 30 years ago at the Paradise, October 13th. Uh, And he still has the same charisma and and ability to work a crowd. The set they played last night uh, included songs from their whole history, including a number of ones from their newest record, that fit perfectly in with the old staples like Young Till I Die, Regress No Way, and the extremely old uh, Skins, Brains, Guts, which I was amazed they still knew how to play. Kevin, along with his brother, Steve Youth, a longtime drummer, Troy Moat, and guitarist Bobby Adams, gave me exactly what I needed, a quick trip back to what it was like in the 80s at hardcore shows, a good time, no fights, hanging with friends, and good music. I'm glad I made it out. Well, that's about all I have uh, for today. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday with a, a regular episode. Uh, it'll be the one I just recorded with uh, Brian from the End on End podcast. Uh, and that was that was a lot of fun. It's a little over an hour. And uh, we talked all about a lot of cool stuff. And uh, it, was, it was great to have him on. Um, so that'll be next Tuesday. And that's episode 77. And, uh, yeah, you can catch me on... Facebook and Instagram for up-to-date information and again if you uh, have an idea for a co-host or or any kind of uh, collaborations uh, definitely send me a message on there and uh, we can we can talk and uh, other than that we will talk to you soon thanks for listening
Thank mm-hmm. you.